She is Serious, a podcast where we showcase female athletes and their impact beyond the game. Each week, we will be bringing on influential women in the world of sports and showing why they are so much more than athletes. My name is Taylor Hall. I'm a health and fitness influencer and collegiate athlete at Biola University. And this is my sis, my co-host, Ashley White. What's up, girl? Hey, y'all. Hey, my name is Ashley White, a former student athlete manager for UNCW's women's basketball, a blogger, writer for Beautiful Ballers, and an advocate for women in sports. Thank you for tuning in weekly to She Is Serious podcast. And this is why female athletes are now to be taken seriously. Hey, sis. Welcome back to another episode of She Is Serious. Today, we have a special guest on with us, someone that me and Ash both know from about a year ago now. Michaela Simmons, how are you doing today? We're excited to hear your story and what you got going on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Yay! That's super awesome. I'm, I'm super happy that you're here because, girl... Let me tell you, it's been a long yeah, time. It's been too long. Too, too long. So, yes. So. No, what's crazy is so, me and Michaela, I think, met over social media. Mm-hmm. And when I asked her to be on the podcast, I was like, hey, me and my co host, Ashley White, blah, blah, blah. And then I told Ashley about Michaela. She's like, huh, Michaela Simmons? I was like, yeah. She goes, oh my gosh, I know her from way back in the day. Yeah. And I said, small world, because I had no idea the two of you knew each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, we go way, 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 way back. Like at least, at least a couple of years. At least a couple of years. So yeah, yeah. Because I did like a few designs for Duquesne, like some of the players. But like I had like the assistant, like kind of helped the assistant coaches with like say the recruit design. So I was the one that did like the designs, and then they would put the designs on like the envelopes that mm. people would receive for recruiting. So I was like, Got I you. did that. Got you. <laughs> So, but that's yeah, crazy. It, so yeah, it is a small world after all. So yeah, <laughs> right. No, that's my favorite ride at Disney, by the way. Um, no, but Michaela, tell us a little bit about your sports story. Yeah, no, I mean, I've pretty much just been only basketball like my whole life. Um, so I had like a pretty good basketball career in high school. Uh, I did tear my ACL like right before my senior year. Um, and then I had like some interest and offers from some schools I really wanted to go to, but as soon as I tore my ACL, they kind of ripped them. Right. So, um, I didn't really have a lot of options, like coming out of senior year. Uh, so I decided to walk on for Duquesne cause they had like a six year physical therapy program and I really wanted to do physical therapy, but everywhere else it was like seven. I'm like, I'm not doing seven years of school. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up, oh my yeah, gosh. so I ended up getting connected with the coach. At Duquesne, I went up to Duquesne, not really even knowing if I would be on the team or anything. It wasn't like set in stone. Um, but once I was on campus, he let me pretty much try out. I made the team and then I was on that team for about three years. And then, yeah, now I'm retired. My knees are retired. So, yeah. Girl, we so both have that in common. My knees are retired yeah, as well. They're out of commission, bro. They're done. Yeah. No, not the knees. Not yeah. the knees. No, they're done. It's terrible. Every time I walk, it's like I'm crackling. Yeah. I can't sneak up on anybody with these yeah, knees. Yeah, no, they're loud. <laughs> they're pretty loud. Yeah. So what made you want to, like, is there times where you miss basketball even though you're kind of like 
in the retirement stage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I feel too, like I miss it um, extra because I hadn't expected to stop playing um, so soon. Like I still had like two or three years of eligibility left when I chose to retire. Um, so I was like, it was the better decision for me to stay just where I was at um, and let go of basketball instead and just finish out school. Um, but I definitely felt like I wasn't ready to do that. Um, I wasn't ready to leave basketball yet. So it was really, really hard. I definitely miss it. But um, I think I enjoyed it so much, too, to where it was like, I'm kind of at peace with it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Girl. So how was that experience? How was that experience walking onto a team? Was it super scary? Yeah, no, the whole process, like it wasn't even just the walk on process that was scary. It was just like being a walk on is kind of like you're constantly like I would people is like you're constantly just kind of walking on ice because you know that your position there is not uh, solidified, you know, like you made mm -hmm. the team and that's great. But it's like every day you're in competition to keep your spot. Um, and I don't think that, um, I definitely didn't expect that dynamic. I think it too depends on like where you go and like the culture surrounding walk-ons, you know, um, I have some friends that walked on and their experience wasn't like that, you know? So, um, I don't know. It was, but at the same time, it was so just like enjoyable to be a part of that. So it had its drawbacks. It definitely, um, it was hard. It was, it was really, really difficult, but I think it's one of those things that looking back on it, you know, I'm okay with it because it made me a lot better, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that was such an experience that shaped you into who you are today. Like I always say sports don't really define us, but they shape us into who we are. So definitely now you being a hard worker, getting into the health and fitness industry. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what, influenced you to get into that space yeah, for sure i mean like it kind of piggybacks yeah. off of my experience of a walk-on so i was filled with so much anxiety like constantly like so where like that third year i would get on the court and practice or just even walking into the gym for practice and i would just feel like this wave just like this overwhelming anxiety i didn't even want to be doing it because of how nervous i was getting because it just felt like you know i couldn't make a mistake i you know, you know, so I had a lot of anxiety then that then transferred to doing anything with exercise, because obviously, like at that level, everything I was doing exercise wise was under the context of like, being on the team and everything like that. So when I left, it was really hard for me to find movement for myself that wasn't so anxiety inducing and like, that I just hated, like for a while, I didn't go to the gym. I couldn't step inside of a gym without like just, you know, getting really, really, really uncomfortable. Um, so that's kind of like what motivated me uh, once I found that for myself and found a way to wait, uh, make that work for myself, you know, really help motivate others to do the same. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So what influenced you to start the get active or get active? Please let, like correct me if I no, did yeah, said it wrong. That's, so. that's right. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much um the way that started is kind of just awkward because i had originally just been putting up a bunch of like weird random workout videos on my personal like instagram because uh, i was working at la fitness and we would just do random stuff like in khakis and i just thought it was hilarious but then um yeah, i remember that we would just like on a lunch break go and just do like random stuff and some someone slid up and they were like why don't you just start a fitness account. I'm like, well, you know, that would make a lot more sense than 
doing what I'm currently doing. So that's yeah. kind of how got, uh, Get Active got started. It was supposed to be like a collaboration type deal because I wasn't too sure of myself. So I wanted to like rely on other trainers and stuff for like content. And like for a while, that was actually kind of cool. But um, it was coming from a place of like not being confident in like my voice and what I had to offer yet. Um, so now it's kind of evolved to like I'm really kind of taking the reins on the content that I'm putting out. Um, but yeah, that's that's how that started. It was a lot different back then. That's awesome because I feel like fitness and health, they of course they coexist with one another, and I feel like like when you describe like the anxiety, like I feel like anxiety is a huge thing when it comes to mental health as well. Do you feel like it applied to like another? You think it kind of is like another factor why you started to get active as well to like as a way to cope your yeah, mental yeah, health? Yeah, no, like I think um, there's a lot of people that tell me, hey, like the stuff, I really like the stuff that you put up and I really like when you post this or that. But when I post things, especially the things related to anxiety, I'm mostly just talking to myself. Like most of these posts are just me either speaking to myself currently or saying something that I really wish someone had told me back when I was really struggling with anxiety, especially as it pertains to movement. Like that's literally what generates all of it. So I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree that that's, that's really where it comes from. For sure. Yeah. So I, I know like whenever you post things, it's super inspiring for me. And I'm sure so many other athletes too, because just seeing the things that you can do with your body and then how you're implementing that into your daily life is like, is great. So have you had other people kind of slide up or you notice making them you are making an impact in their lives yeah, i mean thank you for that first of all yeah. i think the main thing that i'm seeing um because i've had people demo like some of my programs and stuff like that and like the number one thing people are the most excited about is the fact that when you start paying attention to training your mind and training your body together like really what you're doing is you're just unlocking like a whole new level of showing yourself what you can do and like taking that and allowing it to apply to every other aspect of your life is really what fitness is about. Like, I don't think to me, like, I don't know, I'm probably going to get a lot of like blowback from this because I'm literally a trainer, but I don't think exercising in and of itself is ever really that fun. Like it, it feels bad. Like, you know, it's tiring. Like it is what it is, you know, but like what you gain from that, like the discipline, yeah. the commitment, the community, like all of it is worth it. You know, like, when you can wake up in the morning and you start your day doing something really hard, you know, or like you wait after a full day of work to go and still do something really hard for yourself that benefits you. Like people use these things as building blocks to show themselves what they can really do. And I think that's where the real like benefit, you know, of fitness and health is. And I think really people are just using kind of uh, some of these concepts that I talk about and applying that to their lives and they like get really excited. So it's cool to see. How important do you feel like the community is when it comes to the health and fitness I world? think it's the most important. I think you can't do it alone. I think I've tried to do it alone, um, but I had not gotten anywhere until I got like two or three really good mentors. You know, Before that, I feel like it was just running in circles. So I think it's the most important to have a good, solid community of people around you, especially when you're talking about something like a fitness journey. Absolutely. So who were those mentors? And then how did you get connected with them? Yeah, actually, so the first mentor, uh, her name's Erin. 
And um, I met her through, have you guys heard of like athletes, the visionaries? Yeah. Yes. Morgan Jones is, I know Morgan. Morgan Jones is. Yeah, Morgan Aaron. Yeah. So I got into that my last year of basketball. I, it was my last year. I didn't know it was going to be my last year yet. But that's the year I, um, I'm so glad you guys know them. They're really good people. But yeah, I got really close with Aaron because for that um, Athletes to Visionaries program, we had like uh, a retreat at the very end in Florida. And me and Aaron were both from Virginia. So we just drove down to Florida together and on that road trip. Like she just fed into me like so much wisdom and knowledge. And like she was just able to help me reframe my thinking and like, those conversations is really what got me started um, in thinking in more of a mindful mm-hmm. way. But uh, another mentor I had, his name is Coach Chris, and he was my strength and conditioning coach. So, I mean, he had the biggest impact on me and, like, making me feel valued as an athlete. You know, even when I was a walk-on, wasn't really mm-hmm. bringing in a lot, you know. He made me feel valued and made me excited to come every day. So those two were probably the most instrumental in the very, very beginning and still are. Do you feel like the things that you have taken from that you like learned from athletes to visionary since a lot of people like I've seen so many athletes um, go and use those vision boxes. Do you think it has applied to um, not only the health and fitness world of your life, but also the Uh, outside world? I'm going to keep it real with you. Like I did not think there was any real value in that until I did it and throughout the year, like I could just start seeing things that were on my board just start literally popping up. Like, like I can't explain it. Like, yeah, no, that's crazy. I, I was like super skeptical. I was not at all a believer in like the vision boards and stuff like that until they made us do it. And since then I make my own, like I made one this, this past year for this year. Um, just because like, I mean, I feel like there's proof in it now. Like I, you know, I'm glad they told us to. But yeah, I, I think it works. Yeah, I think there's definitely proof in the pudding with those vision boards and manifestation. I didn't believe in that at first either. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't need that. Like, I'm mentally tough enough. I'll just get through it. And I, I had these goals set, but I was never really specific with my goals. So I think the vision board, when I started making those two, it was really hard. It took me forever because I was like, oh, I have to be actually specific, like set a time frame, set exactly what I want. And then manifesting it and really believing that every single day, um, same thing. I started to notice it. You know, I started to notice it in my everyday life, like, wow, these little changes are made here and there. And it's really crazy because you don't think it's going to actually work until you yeah. do it. That's a perfect way of saying it. You don't think it'll actually work until you do it. And like, now I'm hooked. So. No, yeah. All I know is for me, I've like started writing note cards just because, cause I mean, I did like a digital like vision board just because like did some graphic designs and then like whatever and stuff. But like the note cards, I put like some note cards and write like what I want that I see myself doing and stuff. And I was like, I always find myself looking at it. Like even when I do my designs and stuff, it's like, oh, okay. But I feel like it's important to like not only believe in yourself, but believe that you see yourself doing something because, you know, you know, it's you you have to see yourself doing, you know, sometimes you can't rely on everybody else to like help you with it. You got to put the work ethic in it as well, because faith without works is dead. So you got to put yourself faith with the works into it. Play. Yeah, no, I think I think that's absolutely right. I think 
um, just being forced to be specific with yourself. I think that's really believing in yourself because I feel like when you're playing with some goals and some ideas in your mind that are just so like out there that you wouldn't even want to say them out loud. And when you can be specific enough to write them down somewhere, like keep them somewhere, I think that's when you really know you believe in yourself because you're, you're making it real. You know, I think sometimes I think people are a little bit scared of their vision and what they want to do. And that's why they keep it vague because they don't want to make it real yet. It's a little too daunting, you know, and scary. So, yeah. What's so the, what are um, some? Go ahead, Taylor. I'm sorry. My bad. My no, no, bad. no, you're all good. You're all good. If there's sometimes there's a lag, so it's like hard. What do you feel like? In, what do you see yourself five years from now with like your health, fitness, and then like as you as a person? Um. So five years from now, um, I'm hoping that I can have like a way to continue to motivate people in terms of like starting and continuing their own wellness journeys. Um, whether that's through like app programs, like social media, I want that to be a very consistent and main part of my life five years from now. Um, as a person, I want to, you know, there's things that I have to definitely grow with um, and improve on. So I'm hoping that you know, I can also become a, a much better person five years from now. I'd hope that, you know, I am. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully practicing some physical therapy. You know, I want to have healthy relationships. Um, those are some of my main goals for five years from now. What are some things that you wrote down that you've seen really happen in your life? Yeah, I mean, well, for starters, one of the, like, did, so when you guys made the vision boards, like, did they tell you, like, it doesn't matter kind of like why this picture is kind of speaking to you or like why you'd want to put this on there. Just do just put it on there and like, trust it. Cause like that yeah. happened to me. So like I would go through and like, I just remember in specific, like there was like this picture of just free weights. And I, at this time, like this was years ago, I wasn't big on weights. I had pretty much only went to the weight room because I respected the hell out of my coach, you know? And I, I wanted to be led. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like I, but you couldn't ask me to be like, hey, like, what's this or that about a workout? Like I didn't care. I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, somebody just telling me to put this picture of these dumbbells on this thing. And I don't really know why. So, you know, F it. And I put it on there. And like, to this day, I look at that and I'm like, that is literally my lifestyle today. Like I, that is my bread and butter today. And I would have never predicted it. Literally, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that's just one thing on there. That's just one thing on there. There are like several others. Like, this is why I'm telling you, like, it made a believer out of me for sure. It did. That's insane because I was the same yeah. way, Mac. I literally did not think anything of lifting, of doing any kind of speed agility work or whatever. All I wanted to do is go out there and hoop, like work on my ball handling, my shooting, whatever. I was like, what is it? Go in the weight room. Like, that's, you know, I don't yeah. need that. I don't need to get stronger or whatever. I just need more mm -hmm. skill. And then when I tore my ACL, I started to see like my leg went from this to this because of strength training and all everything else mm -hmm. in fitness. And that's what I think made me fall in love with yeah. my fitness journey. So, but to say, but to hear you say that same thing and then you put it on your vision board and that's literally your whole brand now. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And like what kills me is like, it's the timing of it. Like this is like way before I had even thought of getting active, way before I had even started putting the pieces together, like in terms of thinking about my own journey with sports, like 
So, hey, I mean, hey, I always recommend it to people because I think there's a lot of like, if you just let it happen and just kind of put what you want on the board and be honest with yourself and like, I think there's a lot of value in that, you know, but yeah, made a, uh, made a believer out of me. Mm. I do have a question for both of you guys, since y'all mentioned that you guys have torn your ACL, does it kind of change the way you operate, whether you walk or run and like how you utilize your body in an everyday situation? Hey, if you want, you can go ahead and Gosh, that's a great question because honestly, yes. First of all, I feel 20 years older than I am, I swear. It takes me so much longer to get warmed up just because of my knee. And the way that I walk, it's never completely, my leg never goes out completely straight anymore. It always has like a little bit of a bend because it's just not like as pliable as my other one. And then also when I sit down, if you try to sit down like on your feet, you know what I mean? And your knees are bent, dude, it hurts so bad still. It really does. So I think just like stretching, literally walking, warming up for everyday life, I just feel so old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said that perfectly. Like, I just feel old. Like, that's what it did for me. Oh, yeah. And I'm lucky. Like, I've known, I literally know someone who's at five. What? Oh, I knew a girl that had like a... There was a girl that played at uh, Florida State University, and she was on the basketball team, and she had, like, torn uh, her ACL, like, four different yeah. times throughout her career. Yeah. I was like, how do you still yeah. play? And you tore your ACL four and times. that's the thing. It's like, yeah, bodies are so remarkable. It's like, you can always get back into doing those things. But what people don't understand is that it does change how you move, like, it does change kind of like your mental surrounding it. Like it's something you are aware of. Like it's definitely not, you get the surgery and you kind of sweep it under the rug. Like it, it has its effects. Like I, yeah, I would agree. Oh, for sure. And even like if you're sitting down for a long time, like the other day I was in a long car ride, my knee is throbbing. Yeah. It hurts so yeah. bad. And it's, I don't think it's ever going to go away. Obviously we're only going <laughs> to get older. So it's just probably going to get worse, but yeah. Thank God I only tore mine twice, you know? I don't think I could tear mine another time and come back. But, like, Ooh. that's just crazy that people have torn them three, four, five times. Yeah. And it's it's really, like, a common occurrence, especially in basketball. Yeah. That's cool that you came back from two, though. That's, that's, that's what's up. That's hard. That's hard. But like you said, Mac, it's mostly the mental part. Because for me, the physical part was like, yeah, I'm going to get back on the court, like, no matter what, I'm going to get back to working out, exercising, because that's just what I love to do. But I think the mental part is the hardest, just getting over that hurdle, getting back into game situations, like, especially when you first come back and doing contact, it's it's scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt like um, I kind of relied on my brace for a while, just because, like, even way after they told me, like, you really don't need this anymore, I was like, I feel like, what if someone just taps my knee? Like, what if I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just scared i was very hesitant yeah especially with contact so yeah how did you tear oh. yours was it coming down or was yeah, it like i was, I was did you twist down, it so i went up for a layup and Oof. i got i got bumped a little bit so i landed with my leg my right leg was just locked out and then yeah but it was mm. misdiagnosed for like three months they were telling me like it's just a sprain you can keep playing now mind you i'm like in the middle of like junior year uh AAU season which you know is like that's 
the most important the most important right so <laughs> i was like okay fine if it's not, nothing's torn i'll just keep playing but i would go out and i would play my knee would give i would walking down the stairs my knee would give out and i'm like this isn't working so i went and finally they got me an mri and they were like yeah we don't even see your acl on this image like it was just disintegrated by that oh, yeah I, know. So I was like this is great so i honestly i think it was really just me continuing play on it so much that it really sealed the yeah the surgery was the only option so all y'all's the acl injuries and it, it's got me like but like just hugging my knee real quickly <laughs> just like just covering my just because i've seen so many like you know players that like either they fall down like the like some of the games i'm just like let me just cover my knee real quickly i already have a sprained ankle and broken ankle before that's already enough but uh acl i ain't never experienced it thank jesus but still i'll be like oh gosh help us lord clutch pearls uh so clutch pearls um but um oh jesus um i do have a oh hi key i can see both of y'all y'all should do a collaboration since y'all both in the health and fitness y'all should do like a, a youtube collaboration because you know y'all y'all do y'all both personal trainers and y'all in that same like health and fitness world so y'all should do it no, I, I, was doing, I was doing that calling right now though ash seriously because that's such a good idea i forgot that you tore your acl mac yeah. and we're both doing health and fitness like that's yeah, literally no, perfect we should we should act on that we should act on that yeah do yeah. it do it do it we need to do a little message so stay tuned everybody after this tay times matt collab coming up we both have some different kind of insights i'm sure so that will be exciting got you got you Matt, do you have like the uh like say an acronym for it? Just like Taya as she says, train as yourself. Ooh, do you have like an I acronym? Don't. I should. Maybe I should get one. But I like that getting active. Like that's oh, that's yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I might just have to keep that. Yeah. Yeah, so, get active. I was like, oh, that's oh, clever. That's, get active. Yeah, get it's, it's wild. It's like people will still spell my I, and I'm like, what do you? that the active is like I mean, i'm just like i don't really know maybe there's like a disconnect still somewhere maybe i need like a no, that's funny yeah i need to rebrand it's like Mac you know is like the maximum active yeah Hello. i think that's where i think <laughs> yeah where a lot of, uh, the confusion is coming from i think people people are really buying into that <laughs> That's so funny. Well, okay, so, but what do you think is the difference between your mentality when it comes to improving your strength and conditioning compared to whenever you were improving your strength and conditioning as a basketball player? Honestly, that's a great question because I think it comes down to what's most important to me now, and that's, like, the level of enjoyment. Um, because when I was doing mm -hmm. strength and conditioning um, as an athlete, it was solely, I felt like I was always playing catch-up or, like, vine to like get ahead so that i can get opportunity like it was never just to better myself and it was like exhausting because it was always just always focused on the results of things um if i didn't have the coach i did then strength and conditioning probably would have drove me into the ground too but he was such a great person that i was able to kind of it balanced out um but my attitude towards mm. it definitely you know was not sustainable it wasn't healthy um you know so now it's more of like a, I do what I can so that, you know, I can enjoy my body for as long as I can. 
Um, and I, I like what it does for me. I like what it does for my energy levels. Um, I like knowing I can do certain things, you know, and I like knowing that I'm disciplined in it and that goes a long way for me. So I think that would be probably the biggest. Okay. I would say, yeah, I would say the same thing for me, just recently retiring from college hoops. It's like, we did the same thing over and over again, the same training programs over. So we never got to choose what we really wanted mm -hmm. to do, but now we're getting to challenge our bodies and making fitness fun is like way better. Yeah. And I think I feel I feel so much more excited to go to the gym now because really before, like you said, working out is never something that you're like, oh, this is awesome during it because it really sucks. The yeah. feeling that you want is the after right. feeling, right? Yeah. So like, all I know is I know when I see her video, Taylor videos, I be like, hey my, I'm like, oh, she say, hey my girly pops, I be like, hey my yeah, girly yeah. pops, like she about to, I was like. Yeah. Yes, so the people at work is making fun of me because they're like, "Hey, girly pop." Oh, I'm like, "Oh my god. god, it's just it's just a branding thing. You know you what it is." But thing. you need to trademark it, get paid for it. Trademark yeah. it, get paid for it. Put it on merch and everything. I just remember this one. Like video. you know, no one else says girly pops. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. That's that's all you. That's all you. I just remember you had this one video that I like. I cannot forget where it was like you were doing like a pistol squat on like a ledge and i'm like yeah she's different bro like she's she, she's different i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna stay following this account like uh, i was tuned in after that i was locked in oh my gosh i need to do more of that locked in. Uh, that's just, awesome I'm... i need to do more of that stuff yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um so Michaela, I do have one. I do have one Got question. You. I'm sorry. I just, I do have one question. Uh, Michaela, um, what makes you more than an athlete? And if you could tell your younger self what to expect, what would you tell them? Cool. Well, what wouldn't I tell them at this point? But, um, I think what makes me more than an athlete, um, is just kind of being tapped in to the fact that uh, my value isn't really dependent on what I'm doing in my sport. Um, that's also a message I would relay mm. to myself. You know, I, when I was an athlete two, three years ago, um, just because I was kind of caught in that loop for my entire life, you know, and it was really, really nice, like when you're doing really well and like you're getting all that validation and it's like you walk around school and it's like, hey, like, yeah, everybody knows like you're an athlete, you're really good at what you do. Like it feels really, really great until you start not performing so well or you're in a situation where, you know, you're not really valued on your team. And then there goes your whole like self-worth system, like your, your, how you value yourself. And that's what happened to me. Um, so I learned a lot through that, but obviously I wouldn't want to go through that twice. So I would want to tell myself in the past, you know, that, that message. So where do you see now that you said that you were in the loop whenever you were playing and I felt the same exact way as you from an outsider's perspective, being retired from basketball, when do you look back and you're like, that's hilarious that I was like super into it and it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's crazy that you bring that up because I think about that a lot. Cause it's like, when we'll be watching, um, me and my mom used to watch like some NBA games and she'll watch like these guys get so like pissed about like, 
a foul call and they'll start yelling or like she'll be watching the coaches like flip out on the sideline. She'll just be sitting there and she'll just be like, <laughs> she'll just say all of this over a child's game. And I just, and I always like was just, I always, I never really fully understand what she meant until after I had left basketball and I had realized like this entire system that I had built up and based my value as a person on is quite literally a game that we just played on the blacktop as kids. Like, I, you know, it's something that's like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you never really should let it go that far, but that's kind of just what happens, you know? So, yeah, man, no, man. I was just thinking about that to myself the other day. I was like, this is crazy. I really thought it was so serious. If I had a bad practice, I would beat myself up about it all day, every day. And I was just so mad, pissy to other people yeah. probably. And it's like, okay, it was literally a practice. Like, that's so silly. Because I would never, even if I had, like, a bad workout, it's not like I'm letting that affect my whole day because it's really not that serious. There's so much more to life. Yeah. And I think just finding that enjoyment, you know, in life and and in health and fitness is really good because it's it's more balanced that way, you know. Obviously, we still have to have discipline. Um, we learned a lot through sport about that. It's like we don't feel like going to the gym every day. But just pushing our bodies and doing something hard, like you said, at the end of our day or starting our day off with something hard is just really something that's rewarding. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's perfectly put, like balance, all that, the discipline. I think it's taking kind of like the hard lessons learned through like our experiences as athletes and just using it to help make sure like our health and you know wellness journey is is a good one so well mac thank you so much for sharing about get active how you're living actively <laughs> and just doing your thing and we can't wait to see where you are in a couple weeks from now in a couple months from now a couple years from now i know that you're going to be so successful and you are so amazing you're so much more than an athlete so make sure you guys tune in to Mac's channel. Um, and if you haven't already, she has an online platform. Tell us a little bit about your online coaching platform that you have yeah, going on. So right now I'm doing um, online coaching while I'm at clinicals. Um, so it's through Legion One Training and Performance. Um, I'll program for you through a team builder, which I know a lot of other athletes are like accustomed to using. Um, so that's like mm -hmm. a pretty convenient thing. Uh, I put in your workouts through team builder, um, make sure we're hitting your goals. Um, and yeah, Hey, you go, girl. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time for a new episode of She is Serious. And we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Mac. Thank You're you awesome. See you guys later. Peace. <laughs>